what was it that didn't really work out? You just cared about me too much. And so it was like to have two people tell me that was like a wake up call. More recent for friendships, they told me the main thing that they like about me is that I care. I'm a big caregiver, big yeah. like caretaker. Like you have to be special in my life for me to care about you. But yeah. when I do care about you, like it's a lot. It's a lot that yeah. I give, it's a lot that I share, a lot that, you know, that I expect as mm -hmm. well. Yo, 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 what's going on? We got another episode of Living With Lija here. I got another guest, uh, Mariah Thompson here. I call her Raya. Uh, we've been good friends since um, since last year, really. And uh, I appreciate you guys for listen, listening in. Uh, thank you for tapping into this episode. If you could, make sure to share, subscribe, like, comment, save the podcast as much as you can. We're still getting this off the ground. But I do appreciate you listening in. I'm going to go ahead and have Raya introduce herself. Hey, y'all. Uh, my name is Mariah Thompson. And like Eli said, we've been good friends since like last year. Um, did a lot of organizations and things like that together. So, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Raya, give a little uh, background about yourself, like where you come from, family dynamics and stuff like that. Um, so I come from a family of six siblings, uh, three brothers and three sisters, uh, both separated a little bit. I'm from Port Huron, Michigan, and I'm a transfer student. I transferred from U of M, and I transferred here to CMU my sophomore year. So, yeah. And where are you in that family? Six of Um, I'm the second oldest. Second oldest. Yeah. Okay. okay. And you said Port Huron. Mm-hmm. Where are you from? Okay. And since you've been, uh, I know you said you are a transfer. Um, what was that experience like, like coming from a big school like U of M to, you know, Central? Um, so the thing is, uh, I'm from Port Huron, but like, it, I've also lived multiple places, so I've never gotcha. been set and settled in one place. So I'm from there, but I've lived in Arizona, uh -huh. Texas, North Carolina, multiple parts of Michigan. So I've moved around a lot. So coming to a different school wasn't really like something hard or something I was like afraid of. Uh, and I really did it just because, like, I'm used to adapting to new environments, used to meeting new people, so it wasn't, like, a fear or anything. It was just, what did I want from this experience mm -hmm. and, like, the reason as to why I'm changing for myself. Okay. I like that. I like that. And that ability to adapt to new environments, um, how has that helped you, like, throughout your years, throughout your life? Um, it's actually helped. It's played a major factor in a lot of things. Um People are different and we all know that. So adapting to their emotions and like their personalities and uh, even just on simple things like the workplace and like doing group work, it's easy. Like once you're used to adapting and like adjusting, it's easy to do that. Mm -hmm. Does that help with like collaboration and yep. like teamwork? Um, mm -hmm. Have you worked on teams like? uh throughout your years like sports teams or anything oh like yeah okay. see i also did basketball so it's gotcha. like that's fun thing but then just naturally like with group work and mm -hmm. different environments people society okay okay and um you're a junior here yeah CMU, correct mm -hmm. okay correct um what was like would you say sophomore year was a big year of growth for you for sure okay. yeah what made it that 
Um, just the relationships that I had because in high school I didn't really like I was well known and I knew a lot of people but I kept to myself as far as like going to school and then just going straight home and going to work and then staying in my room I didn't really want to be around people hang out like that so sophomore year when I came it's like oh this this is a girl usually at the parties like she's outgoing (laughs) she's nice things like that but I wasn't used to being out every single day so when it came to like organizations and things like that the only time I was in my room was literally at nighttime and it wasn't something that I was used to so I had to take a step back this year because I'm like okay like I tried it I know what I can and can't do I know my limits but like just being able to recognize those things about myself and taking that chance, that kind of helped me. So sophomore year, it was like I was a whole different, you know, environment, different person than what I'm used to, but I learned from it. So, yeah. Was that new environment kind of scary at first, like stepping into those roles? Yeah, it was scary because I had the confidence that, like, um, I knew what I was doing and that I would get the job done, but I just didn't know, like, I had a thing in the back of my head, like, do I deserve to be here? Do I deserve to do it? Just because Mm -hmm. of, like, constantly um, adjusting to things or, like, Mm -hmm. people having different backgrounds than me and, like, that support system. I didn't always have that support system. So stepping into those roles, I was like, dang, like, should somebody else be doing this? And things like that. Kind of like imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm heavy on that. I'm heavy on that. Uh, Like, I think since I've been to college um, and the positions I've held and the rooms I've stepped in, like wondering, do I deserve to be here? Like, mm-hmm. do I deserve this this voice that I have? Do I deserve to speak up on certain things? And like throughout time, um, you certainly realize that you do because if you didn't, you wouldn't be in those positions. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't you wouldn't really be here if you didn't deserve it. You right. know. And if you didn't, then it wouldn't like last long. You know, you would probably have your few, you know, five seconds of fame, mm-hmm. few five seconds in the spotlight. And then people would recognize that you don't deserve it and you would kind of like fall down naturally, naturally. So if you are in those positions like and they've been held for a long time and you have shown again and again your worth of the position, like obviously you do deserve it, whether you feel like it or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it took like when I first came here, like I came because the classes and everything were good at U of M. Like I was getting the education I wanted. Um, but when it came to connecting to the community and connecting to people and building those relationships in college, I felt like I couldn't really get that at U of M, mm. just me personally, really even from the going school out. school so big. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so, like, at CMU, I visited um, my best friend freshman year, and I stayed a little bit, and I was like, wait, like, this is kind of mm. cool. Like, you don't like this? And yeah. she's like, no. But <laughs> being here, um, when I transferred, I had a few friends at first that I reached out to to be like, oh, like, I just kind of tried to make myself known, so I was asking them, like, oh, how do you get involved? How do you do this? And the first couple of friends I asked, they're like, oh, you just go to organizations, or oh, you just go here. And I'm like, I never knew what that was about or what it meant to do that. But then when I went to one specific friend, um, I won't mention names, but she actually put my name in those rooms and actually hit me up first, and I only talked to her once. So once I had talked to her, it's like, that kind of made me realize that okay like no matter what make sure you keep going and don't just stop because of the first no like make sure you continuously try to do what you you know try again and again and again yeah but it was like that also affected the imposter syndrome because of the amount of times that i had to keep like okay like how do i get going yeah yeah uh that's amazing like thanks for sharing that but that's amazing to have a friend like that that takes care of you know 
that takes care of your name when you're not even in the room. Mm-hmm. It takes care of you and shouts you out. Um, you know, that's that's a real friend. That's a real sure. friendship to have. Mm-hmm. And even then, like I've acknowledged it multiple times to tell her thank you, and she was like, "Stop doing that." She was like, "I may <laughs> have put your do. name in the room, but." You are the one that carried it out. You're the mm-hmm. one that showed people that this is who you are. This yeah. is what you can do. Yeah. So stop saying that I did that for you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, you got some look, accountability. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. They just gave the name out. You know, yeah. the, what the name stands for is all you. Yeah. That's all you. Mm-hmm. Have um, friends like that? Have you like throughout um, your lifetime? Have you noticed similar like friendships? throughout like I know you said you moved to various places Mm -hmm. so like in these various places and being as adaptable as you are have those friendships like meant a lot to you friendships like that yeah so I've always had like friends and close friends wherever I went like um in those various different states but college for me has been different because I've learned like a lot more lessons within friendships because um at first I had a lot of friendships that were just like one-on-one or like I was really close to this person and then close to another person we never all hung out or combined whereas college is like we all know each other and the black community is so small and it's like so we have these big friend groups and so with me a heavy thing that I've like ingrained in my personality and stuff is loyalty so I'm only known to be like loyal to this person loyal to that person But it's like when you're in a friend group, you got so many different yeah. factors that play into it. So the friendships here, like they've all meant a lot. It's just I feel like for college friendships, I've learned more. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just okay. I've learned a lot more. I can I can see why. I mean, we are a lot more mature mm-hmm. and we've grown a lot more. We've uh, like we've seen the values that we stand for. We've seen. We've seen friendships go wrong, so we know how to make them go right. Like, we've seen what we don't want in a friend, what we don't want in, like, a partner and a spouse. Mm -hmm. And now we do know. So, like, we seek that out in the people we surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, very prevalent in the black community, I think, at CMU especially. Like, we know what we want. Um, We know uh, the type of people we want to surround ourselves Mm -hmm. with. And people are very intentional about that. Like, they go out and look for people that have similar belief systems, have similar value systems, mm-hmm. uh, religious beliefs and stuff like that. And yeah. that's why we have so many organizations. Like um, we have a lot of organizations that kind of mimic the same thing, mm-hmm. but they all have their kind of uniqueness to them, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's like the biggest thing that you learn within like friendships and stuff throughout college mm-hmm. for yourself? Biggest thing I've learned. It will probably be like a trust aspect, the trust aspect. Um, You spoke on loyalty. Um, I think that's up there as well. But trust is like very big to me and it's got to be earned. And all of my friends, everybody I surround myself, they have earned that level of trust to the point that they have that um, significant significant position in my life Mm -hmm. like they don't just get that within a day like they have earned that just like I have earned that with them Mm -hmm. I have earned to be you know as close as I am with them throughout like um these years and the the ways that I have shown my loyalty the ways that I have shown my trust and it's vice versa like they show it to me as well and now that I do see that like I know I know how to move accordingly if Mm -hmm. that makes sense like if somebody doesn't 
if somebody doesn't reach that level of trust, that that standard of trust that I set for my friends, like I just know how to move accordingly. Right. You know, it's not like I kind of just remove you from my life. It's just you can't reach that level of trust, that level of loyalty in my life. So I know that you will never reach that level of importance in you know that relationship that I have with you. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. How about you? Ooh. What would be your biggest lesson? Um, my biggest lesson uh, so mm -hmm. far is like just putting myself first, mm -hmm. and especially with those boundaries. That's like a good one. when it comes to like loyalty, trust, and all those things like that. Like that's been an automatic factor that I've like paid attention to within mm -hmm. friendships, and like. Coming here, I came with my best friend, so it was like anytime we walk in a room, everybody know like, hey, this right. one right here, you don't touch that. <laughs> yeah. But it's like um, she had opportunities to grow and things like that, and we just grow apart and mm -hmm. things like that. So um, for me, ooh, yeah, it's like putting myself first because I've had to set a lot of boundaries um, that I didn't think that I had to set, which I've learned now because it's kind of like. Even small things with, like, people feeling like they don't have to communicate with you or me always having to be the first person to reach mm -hmm. out or just simply, like, being so understanding to the mm -hmm. point where it's, like, people expect that from me. Right. So one of those things I learned is kind of, like, everybody put themselves first. Yeah. So it's, like, accept it, don't be upset, and don't, like, take anything personal because it's everybody's not, yeah. in a season of, like, their own growth. Mm -hmm. But make sure you hold yourself accountable if you're going right. to keep being upset about it. Right. So, yeah. That's real. Uh, I know me, like, I can sometimes get in my head or, like, like you said, get in my feelings yeah. um, about, like, some people putting themselves first. And, you know, I, it's funny, you know, you sometimes think, like, dang, like, I can't get that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. they give it to themselves. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. It's just sometimes we can get a little selfish, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's normal. It's just... Um, when that person can't provide that for you, you just have to provide it for yourself. Yeah. You know, that's fine. No, because literally I was thinking and I was like just talking to my mom and she was like, Raya, like the thing is you got to stop talking to people and just being like so understanding. You need to mm. stop explaining yourself. She was like, when I used to tell you like, oh, this person is like this, you used to be like, no, but the mm. only reason that they do that is because their childhood was like this or mm. I understand where they're coming from. And she was like, you have to stop doing that because... People know what they're doing. They're mm -hmm. fully aware they're going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And she was like, you got to stop expecting everybody to be like you. Yeah. But, like, for me, I'm like, girl, like, low-key, I learned because you got some flaws. <laughs> and I'd be trying to tell people, like, nah, she's not crazy. You know, she just hurt from the past. So I'm like, yeah. it started from you. <laughs> but it's like that was one of the hardest lessons I learned because I care so much about people and I care too much. And it's like I feel like I'm a very understanding person and – I like to make things work. I don't like going around and, like you said, we're mature now. I don't like just the negative energy or, right. like, not talking. I like to talk things through. I'm like, right. I care about you, so we're going to fix this. Right. I feel like a lot of people that I've dealt with, especially, like, that's why I said part of what I learned in college is that a lot of people rather just, you know, cut it off and be like, you know what? I don't need you in my life. Yeah. And I feel like that's something with the whole society today. Yeah. Like, everybody has, like, a Nobody victim mindset. Yeah. yeah. So everybody's like, instead of being like, okay, I realize that I hurt you in this aspect, mm -hmm. but how can I fix it? Right. But then I also want to say that this is why I took it this way. You also hurt me. Mm -hmm. People don't do that. People are, would rather just be like, oh, like this person hurt me, so I'm just going to cut them off. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to take accountability. Yeah. And when they do take accountability, a lot of the times it's like they'll say it out loud, but people don't act upon their mm -hmm. accountability and like changing the action. Mm -hmm. So that's 
something. No, that's real. <laughs> that's real. I know, like, sometimes when I look at my family, especially uh, sometimes when we have problems or, like, we hold people accountable, um, we have this, like, kind of dilemma or somebody is viewed in this negative light, like, we don't address it. You know, yeah. there's no addressing it. We kind of just go on without, um, without confronting the problem. Yeah. And that just, it adds so much... It's like bottling up so much pressure mm -hmm. and then you see it explode. You see it explode at maybe like a family event, a mm -hmm. family reunion, and it's not pretty at all. It's yeah. not pretty at all. And I think I thought of that when you were talking about this generation. Like we do that a lot now, too. And um, it's kind of nobody really wants to work for it. Nobody wants to have the tough, uncomfortable yeah. conversations. Like they would rather just leave. They would rather go. Mm -hmm. They would rather just um, leave it unsaid, unfinished. And like that, that produces no healing. Like that is not growth. That's just, that's just avoiding accountability yeah. for real. <laughs> nah, I get it for sure. But that's why I said like one thing is aside from just like the generation as a whole, I feel like I've seen this post that said like social media got everybody feeling like they got a lot of options and yeah. that's not the case. <laughs> I'm like, that's for relationships and friendships. Yeah. Cause it's like people just are like, oh, like, these people always leave me or oh it's fine like i'm used to it and it's like okay mm -hmm. if you care like i care and if you genuinely care about me mm -hmm. why are you just so like why is it so easy for you to just mm -hmm. let it go yeah. and that's also something that i've been working through like with prayer nights and things like that because i question myself a lot like i cared a lot about these people so why is it so easy for them to walk away or why mm -hmm. is it so easy for them to stop talking to me meanwhile mm -hmm. I'm not talking to them, but, like, I still feel hurt almost right. every day about right. their absence. So it's, like, people feel like they got a lot of options, and it's, like, yeah. okay, at the end of the day, you know, see what's genuine, see what's not. Yeah. I mean, everything done in the dark going to come to light. And like, yeah. You're going to see it eventually. Um, you're going to see it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was some good stuff. But, um, Raya, I know you were just talking about the Bible studies, um, mm -hmm. prayer nights. And um, what has, like, your faith meant to you since you've been to school, since you've been to college? Um, so college has actually strengthened my faith and relationship, not just by, like, the, the events or things that had happened, but, um, like, overall, just, like, having that relationship with him. Like, I spoke in tongues for the first time, which wow. I know a lot of people don't believe in, but mm -hmm. um, I was going through a really tough situation that um happened last year and I'm I grew up in church since mm -hmm. I was like a kid and so I would always go and like I never did it not believe but it was hard for me to like worship out loud or like talk right. out loud I felt like a little embarrassed even though I grew up there and it's just a family church but like in college for the first time I remember I was like dealing with something and I was like I don't know what to do I don't know where to go and I actually had texted um, Tati and I said, hey, like, we hadn't talked for a minute, but I said, hey, like, if you don't mind, can you pray for me? Mm -hmm. And then she told Zaire and he had said, um, he was like, nah, tell her to come down here. I feel like it's deeper than that. Mm -hmm. And because I had grew up in a church that was like very like too much sometimes, like mm -hmm. just speaking in tongues and yeah. doing all that. And at the time I didn't believe in speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. It was like, I was afraid and I didn't know if he was gonna do that. So mm -hmm. I sent in the request and I was like, oh, well, I'm doing homework or, I'm not on campus trying to make every excuse in the book. Right. <laughs> and right. he was like, well, tell her to come. Like, just <laughs> yeah. tell her to come here. So, so you coming down? Yeah, I also, I went down there. And I remember just praying to myself. And I was like, bawling my eyes out. Mm -hmm. And I just kept, just, like, I didn't know what to say. I just said, like, I'm just tired. I'm tired of 
feeling like I'm explaining myself and people just don't want to hear me. I'm tired of like talking to people and it feels like a wall, mm. but they pretend to care. And then That's he weird. started praying, everybody started praying. And that night I spoke in tongues for the first time and I was like really going through it. And I talked to a few of my friends and stuff like that. And then I was like really excited about it. I called my mom, she started crying and she's hours away. I called my older sister, she was crying. And she was like, I feel like God really just has an anointing on you. I know he has a plan for you. So college has like really helped me in a lot of situations, especially that I don't understand with like self-confidence, um, personal stuff, like uh, thoughts, mm. things like that. So college has helped that. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I got yeah. the chill. <laughs> yeah. You were just saying that. Yeah. Um, the prayer nights, they were like, they powerful. were so powerful, powerful for this school. And the few people that did show up, uh, you can tell like it left a stamp. And mm -hmm. every, every night that we did those, like, God was moving. The spirit was there. Yeah. The spirit was there for sure. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. um, that's like that's uh, that's real. That's an amazing, uh, amazing experience. Like mm -hmm. to have that at a college campus, to have that sure. at school, you know, With we, young some people, people don't even yeah, some people don't even get that back home at church. Mm -hmm. And so to experience that on a college campus, like in a basement. Yeah, <laughs> in a I basement. Mean? It's crazy. <laughs> and then a lot of people I know, like even sometimes I feel like that because I've been asked to help others pray. And I mm -hmm. know that the first time I was asked, I was like, the first time I got asked, I was like, are you sure you want me to do it? Because like. I don't think I'm ready. Mm. And um, Zaire has said, no, like, you you need to do this. Yeah. Like, this is meant for you. And I'm like, okay, but you know somebody else brought me. I don't think I'm supposed to be here. He was uh, like, just come, see how it goes, see mm. if you want it, and, you know, carry out. And even just listening, we've touched a lot of people so far since we started back up, which mm. I'm very thankful for. But yeah. um, a, a few people even mentioned something that I also thought in my head, and they were like, I just wonder, like, how can I pray for somebody else and help them when I'm still trying to heal and go mm -hmm. through things myself? Which is very valid, but I it feel is. like in life we're always going through something. We're always, we're always working, yeah. always trying to, yeah, heal. So it's like that's that shouldn't prevent you from, like, praying for other people mm -hmm. or feeling like you're worthy enough because no matter what, life's going to hit you. Like, right. God got a plan for each of us. Mm -hmm. There's going to be challenges. So, mm -hmm. you know. And I think one thing I've noticed, especially for me, when I am in those moments where like I'm kind of drained, kind of hurt, exhausted mm -hmm. from life and, you know, the, the weight of life, the anxieties, the stresses, yeah. like praying for other people, it kind of helps. I don't know how that makes sense, yeah. but it kind of helps. Like um, serving another person, letting them know that they will be okay, letting mm -hmm. them know that the storms that they have right now will subside. Like that helps encourage me to know that my storms will subside as well. Right. And then it's kind of like uh, transactional. Like I pray for them and then maybe you know they pray for me. Yeah. And as you give out, you will receive eventually. Mm -hmm. Eventually as you um, serve the children of this world, like God will fill you back up because you're not serving out of an empty cup. Right. You're not pouring out of an empty cup. Where do you think that's coming from? Yeah, that's that, coming from God. So. No, for sure. Yeah. That was something I was considering too because like the other prayer night I had came in late and I was just mm -hmm. like, dang, like I came in and they're already praying. I'm like, Lord, please, please <laughs> get me right because I'm not in the right mindset yeah. for this. I'm like, this ain't uh -huh. working. And it's like, it was like in the moment I also was thinking like, I really, really need prayer for this one thing. And it was something that was real, but I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm giving. I mean, I don't want to feel like I'm taking more than I'm giving. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So that was just something. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Taking more? 
I felt like because I went to the one prayer night and I had prayer and I got my deliverance and something I needed, but it's like being, sorry, uh, asking, like being called to like be a leader and already like doubting myself. It was like, I still have been hurting or still healing from those things. And I even mentioned like, I still, every time I pray for someone, it it feels like I feel their pain Mm -hmm. or like I feel too much. Mm -hmm. And even then just regularly caring about people, I'm like, that's something I'm struggling with is I feel too much. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I don't want to, I'm, I'm hurting and I know I'm hurting and I need prayer, but it's like, I've also been called to help other people. Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to ask for prayer and then take and take and then not be able to give. Yeah. I, I understand that. I understand that. Yeah, it's uh, like you um, kind of drained, exhausted, and mm-hmm. you don't want that to like hinder you from um, continuing. Like, yeah. You don't want. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around. It. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. I get what you're saying. But I'm glad that college has opened that door for you mm-hmm. that you can. You know now experience that faith for your own it's uh done the same for me i was just talking about it on the last episode because mm-hmm. college faces you with um like your own demons kind of yeah. your own uh problems you're like you're put on your own for the first time in your life so it really is just you and god mm-hmm. like you have nobody else when you mm-hmm. first get here you have nobody else mm-hmm. and so like to lean on someone such as god is all you have sometimes mm-hmm. and like that's your backbone when you know those friends aren't there for you mm-hmm. when those friends um maybe you go out and you know you want to stay in when uh you know you can't make that phone call yeah. when uh they got that dnd on <laughs> <laughs> god god is always there god yeah. is always there for you you can always cry out to him mm-hmm. you can always ask him a question you can always ask for an answer you can always you know just give him thanks um Sometimes, you know, we just need to give him gratitude for what he has done and not for, you know, what we want from him. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that that has been so important for me as I have been to school to have a personal relationship with God, a personal relationship with him and not what I was taught, not what I learned in the church, Mm -hmm. not what I learned from my family, from my mother, from my father, you know, to experience it, truly experience it for myself because once you experience it, like you see him for yourself and not what other people tell yeah. you about him. Mm-hmm. What season of what season do you think you're in of your life of even just growth in general? Like where like is it isolation? Is it relationships? Um, personal identity? Like yeah. what do you think right now is for you? I think right now I'm. I'm in a personal identity season, like where mm-hmm. I am planting a lot of seeds, mm-hmm. planting a lot of seeds. And like, I think the past season was kind of like my plants were getting ripped up from the ground. Mm-hmm. Like everything was just rooted up. Like yeah. I, it was just a soil. lot of challenges. It was just soil. Like no, no plants. <laughs> yeah. Just, God just ripped up everything, all the weeds, mm-hmm. all the all the good flowers, like yeah. everything was ripped up. And so now I have brand new soil and I'm building up like a brand new foundation really mm-hmm. with him, like with nothing else but him. So like this new, these new plants, this new tree that I build, mm-hmm. the foundation ain't going to be faulty. Like it won't be able to be ripped up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it won't be able to be taken away from some storm. The wind won't be able to blow it away. Mm-hmm. Um, the sun, like 
regardless of when the sun is shining, this tree will still grow because of that foundation yeah. and because of my source. And I think I'm in a season, like I said, of planting those seeds right now. Mm -hmm. And in um, seasons to come, I think I'll see the fruits, I'll see the tree, I'll see the plants as they are. But right now, like, I'm just focused on planting these seeds, watering them as much as I can. And I'm not watering them to see the fruits. I'm not watering them to see the trees, to see the plants. I'm just watering them because my father says to Yeah, like, so not for a particular reason or yeah. outcome, but because. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. he wants me to right now. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's and, the season I'm in. Yeah. Is it is that pertaining to just things like the podcast or like personal? Um, definitely the podcast. Uh, the podcast, a lot of stuff going on with my personal life, like mm -hmm. relationships, um, friendships, mm -hmm. family matters, uh, just a whole bunch of things where I was put in a position where I kind of like really lost myself and lost my identity and who I was. So that was... That was the reason I was saying, you know, everything was kind of ripped up yeah. um, because I felt as if like my whole first 19 years of life, like everything I built up was just tore down, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like yeah. everything was just ripped away, like tore down to the ground and I watched it crumble and it was a lot of it was kind of like self-inflicted. Like I, I had I had a partial amount of accountability. I had uh, accountability to take for myself, which is something we don't think about as well. Like the part we have in our own suffering, mm -hmm. like you said, that yeah. victim mentality. You know, you can't always be the victim. There's two sides to every problem. And once I took that accountability, I think I was able to see how this castle fell down. Mm -hmm. And I was able to see how I can make sure it never falls again. Mm -hmm. So aside from, how did you like, implement like once you realized and took accountability how did you what strategies did you use to like change those things that you noticed or like mm -hmm. because I know a lot of it comes from like you not recognizing at first but it's because like sometimes you care about things too much or you know so yeah. how did you like take care of that or change that I think it was the um the pain really talked the pain really talked because I watched everything crumble I watched everything fall down and I was in a point where I realized, like, I don't ever want to feel this again. Mm -hmm. I don't ever want to see this castle fall down again. I don't ever want to see it in shambles. Yeah. And so the steps that I needed to take, like, they were taken with quickness. Mm -hmm. And um, I made sure that the boundaries were set. I made sure that um, after I took the accountability, I made sure that the boundaries were set. I made sure that I stood strong on my values, on my beliefs so that um so that i could build these walls for the castle so that i can build these walls for these trees and these plants that i'm watering right now mm -hmm. and so that some um so that the same situations would never enter my life to make that castle fall down again mm -hmm. and so that's why uh these walls were built that's why these boundaries are set and you know, these values, I'm standing strong on them. But that those were the steps that were taking as soon as the account, uh, the accountability was taken, mm -hmm. like to set those boundaries and stand strong on them. And then for those relationships that didn't last through that or mm -hmm. struggled from that, um, did you feel the need to seek closure? Like, was it just, a, okay, I could just walk away from it? Or like, mm -hmm. how did you go about those like conversations? Yeah, it was hard, it was hard. Um, 
because we want closure. Like we want to know, especially when we're hurt, we want to know why they hurt us. Yeah. We want to know why, um, why this happened the way it did. Like mm -hmm. we want to know the purpose behind everything. And, you know, it's normal to feel that, but I think I realized um, really quickly that it wouldn't help. It really wouldn't help mm -hmm. because um, regardless, like I still had to do the inner work. I still had to build these walls. I still had to set those boundaries so that a situation or people like that could never enter my life again. Right. And that that's a hard road to take. And um, like the apology or the closure isn't going to help that. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to help that. It was yeah. most likely going to make those walls fall back down again. Yeah. So um, I, I realized I didn't really need the closure. I just, mm -hmm. um, it was just a level of introspection I took. Like it wasn't so much about these people, about the situation, about these relationships. It was so much about me and why I let them in. Kind yeah. of. And so the accountability was probably the biggest aspect of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. But um, have you had any like friendships kind of falling out and um, what like what did that mean to you? Like what did that look like? Yeah. Friendship falling out? Um, in the course of college, I've had like it's really been people that I were have been closest to, which is something that made me question myself because for me it's like it I've been always been a person. Yeah. I've always been a person that's like I don't want to hurt anybody else. Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of times when I'm like, if if I'm hurting you, tell me what it is that I'm doing. And so, because I don't ever want to be that person. So for the people I've been closest to, like we've entered a season like two two different, completely different seasons, like. They've been mostly focused on relationships and things like that. I mean, I've been focused on, like, strengthening the friendships or, like, working towards the future. And not to say that they haven't been, but it's, like, um, they were really okay with putting me on the back burner. And mm. for a long time, it was something I was okay with because I'm, like, okay, like, I can't be upset with them. I tried to be understanding because I'm, like, okay, they have new people in their lives that they're trying to pursue. But it's, like, at the end of the day, you have to pay attention to how people are with you versus right. how they are with other people mm -hmm. because it's like you can't take everything personal because everybody's changing and everybody's going through a season of growth right. but then you have to take it personal because if they're also spending time with other people and they're communicating with other people and checking on them but they're not checking on you right. that is personal because is. people know what they're doing and mm -hmm. like they say people make time for the people they care about right. or the things they care about yeah. and if you're not in there and you're not a priority then that's a real thing yeah. so for me i've never like I've always been a person to say why or like, am I doing this or I have to communicate because that's just how I am. I'm like, I don't want to be that person, mm -hmm. which is something I've learned that I have to work on and just be okay with like letting go of people or like, which is something I still work on because it's like at the end of the day, I don't ever want to be that person for people to say, oh, you just didn't care because mm -hmm. I feel like I'm the most caring person. Like I'm very emotional. I take everything yeah. personally, especially if I care about you a lot. And there's been a few friendships that have fallen out in friend groups and stuff like that but i'm the only one to still talk to one person mm. and it's like because i took the need i felt the need to communicate i took the initiative to be like okay so let's figure it out what's going on mm. and i've also had friends that have been mad for me mad at me for that but it's like i'm my own person and so at the end of the day if you can't do that then that's just on you but it's really like a season of isolation for me mm. because i feel like i care too much and i need to get that under control mm as far as like being able able to detach the way that people detach from me or like um 
understanding that it's not always my fault. There's been, like, a lot of times when I had conversations with people and, like, one of my friends told me, like, um, told me, like, oh, like, I know you won't leave or whatever when we argue. And I'm like, what makes you say that? Yeah. And she's like, because you always come back. Like, every time wow. that I start something or whatever, wow. you always come back. And she she told me that. And I'm like, okay. And she was trying to make it into a joke, but I'm like, people people be having some truth to that. Yeah. And then, like, for a relationship, like, feel relationship, I asked him, I was like, so what was it like? What was it that didn't really work out? And he was like, you just cared about me too much. Mm -hmm. And so it was like to have two people tell me that was like a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. And then like for more recent now for friendships and stuff like that, it's like they told me the main thing that they like about me is that I care. But it's like Mm -hmm. I'm struggling with that because I'm like, I don't think you'll understand what it means for me to care because it's like I'm always questioning myself if we're not talking or I'm always wondering like how I make you feel or like if you don't invite me places like how come you don't miss me or it's just like every single thing so right now I feel like God has like isolated me to be like alone just to understand like the way I am or like how I am and how to like keep it under control so it doesn't control my emotions too much Mm. so yeah that's real thank you for saying that yeah uh, that was very vulnerable and Mm. um a lot of it I think I resonate with as well. Like I'm a big caregiver, big yeah. like caretaker. And people will say the same thing, like I care a lot. Um, I care a lot about people. Like it takes me, I wouldn't say it takes me a lot, but um, like you have to be special in my life for me to care about you. But yeah. when I do care about you, like it's a lot. It's a lot that yeah. I give, it's a lot that I share, a lot that, you know, that I expect as mm-hmm. well. And um, like, I think when, I do let those people in. It's like hard to stand strong on those like standards because mm-hmm. I've already let you in. And you know, um, as I was saying, um, I'm in a season of like recovering from like my people pleasing yeah. and you know, trying to be that uh, perfect person for mm-hmm. everyone in my life. And so I don't want to disappoint people. Like mm-hmm. I don't want, like you said, I don't want people to think that I don't care, to yeah. think that I don't care about them or like, I just kind of just gave up on the situation. Mm -hmm. But I've realized, like, I have to care about me as well. And it's like, when I do, like, stand on these standards, these boundaries and, like, my values, belief system, it's not that I don't care about you. It's just I care about myself way more. And I can't allow myself to be drained, exhausted anymore. And so that is why I'm standing strong on these boundaries. And if you can't respect that then you can go yeah and i will say that i actually came to like a area of realization because Mm -hmm. i was talking to one of my friends and i told them and she was like i just don't understand how you could continue to like be around people that treat you like that Mm -hmm. or talk about you or anything like that and i'm like yeah well i just like to keep the peace and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. she was like no but you got to be able to set boundaries the peace got to be yeah and so it's like i realized that naturally the reason why i like make excuses or like kind of try to understand when nothing has to be understood like it's already been set there like they Mm -hmm. knew what they were doing is because like at the time I didn't care about myself Mm -hmm. so at the time it was just like boundaries like what are those like (laughs) you know if I if you love somebody that don't that's gonna slide like that's a sibling you know exactly so it's like when you actually step into a season of like caring and realizing how people are treating you those um they they don't become just boundaries or anything like that. They become requirements. Yes. So in order for you to stay yes. here, this is what you need to do mm-hmm. to be in my life. And that's something that I've been working on, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's like, ooh. 
trying yeah. to keep the peace, trying it's to be cordial, is hard. hard. Like, and I always say like it's harder to just like sit around and look at somebody sideways and not say hi and <laughs> yeah. argue with them. It's harder to do that. Like me, it takes too much energy. Mm. I always just yeah, like to I, keep. I'll never be fake. I can't, I can't be fake. I don't want. I don't want problems. I don't yeah. like that. I just like to be peace. If there's a problem, talk to me. Right. I'd rather do that. But then again. Probably got to stop that, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> probably yeah. got to do that. <laughs> Girl, stop talking to these people. Stop having conversations with these people. They don't care. I'm dead. But, yeah. I'm dead. Yeah, I'm heavy on, like, I can't be fake. I've never yeah. been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, just, like, you know, the side eye or yeah. making, like, negative statements. I care about my peace too much. Like mm-hmm. you were saying, I care about my peace and, like, um, protecting everything I have too much to, like, allow just someone's life to disturb me yeah <laughs> like to allow someone's presence to make me aggravated mad like mm-hmm. that just takes so much energy <laughs> out of me that i could be given to myself you know i could yeah. be having that same care that same attention for somebody else's journey mm-hmm. for my own that yeah. same tender that same tenderness that same you know loving mm-hmm. for my own we like you said we're in uh, a part of our lives in college mm-hmm. where we have so much growth to do and yeah. a lot of people have like so much um, learning to do about themselves, mm-hmm. about what they want, what they what they um, want to pursue, what they believe in, like yeah. stuff like that. And so like there's ultimate, I say always, like there's ultimate grace for everyone in my life, no matter how you do me, yeah. no matter how you do me. I just know how to move accordingly. Like mm-hmm. I will just, um, I wish you the best. Mm-hmm. I will just remove myself so that I can be my best self. Yeah. And, and it's, like, oh, good. Oh, no, you good. I was going to say, it's crazy because, like, no matter what, like, the people that I was once close to, they'll always, like, have a place in my heart. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, I realize that we on two different pages or exactly. we on different growth aspects, mm-hmm. like, new boundaries, new mindset, new setting, and I'm okay with that. Right. I hope Perfect. you do good in life. You know, I'm always applaud you, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I see where we are. Yeah, yeah, and me, I think you were talking about like how caring you are, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm the similar way. As I said, I think it's just hard being so caring and like wanting to be there for someone so yeah. bad that like you kind of dismiss the bad parts, or you kind of like see yeah. the person, see the situation as what you want it to be, and perceive it as what you want it to be, and like that can be very damaging because you're not seeing, you know, the the draining, the, yeah. you're not seeing how much they're draining. You're not mm-hmm. seeing how much is being taken from you. You're not yeah. seeing the castle being broken down, you mm-hmm. know. Until so, it's already there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Until uh-huh. it's already there. So it's already gone. Yeah. So it's already gone. Have you noticed that as well? Yeah. Um, it was like a few situations, and mm-hmm. it's like when I actually... It's always not until I hit rock bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like every mm-hmm. time that I finally it. hit rock bottom, it's like wait a minute, like, how did you get here? Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you replay and stuff like that, people still have their excuses. And for a long time, like, I still try to be that person, like, express how I felt. But mm-hmm. a lot of times, because I've heard other people that said things to me, like, oh, or, like, just talked about me, and it's like, oh, like, she's in midfield, or, oh, she's this way. And it's like, I hear them saying that. So I have that in the back of my head as well. And it's like, I'm trying to be understanding, and mm-hmm. I keep letting them do this to me because I have one side that's like this, and then the other side that's like, no, like you don't deserve that. Yeah. So it's like that clashes with the caring and trying yes. to be there for people. Yes. So 
yeah. That's a whole lot of confliction. It's head a whole lot. Yeah. Because yeah. then you're like, dang, like, am I really like that? Or am I really this person? Or why do they think this about me? Right. Yeah. And it's like, like I said, I never want to be that person. Like, mm-hmm. I'm always trying to work on myself. So at the end of the day, that's kind of what leads to the making excuses and forgiving and being yeah. understanding and balancing the scales. Mm-hmm. Like, it's always that. And I was talking about a few episodes ago with Elena. Like my problem used to be, I would always forgive people. I would always forgive people, but I would, um, I would never, or I would always forget too. I would always forgive, and I would always forget. I would forget yeah. the pain they inflicted. I would forget the draining that went on. Mm-hmm. I, I would forget like all the damage they did, you know, to my castle. Yeah. And like that would lead me to letting them back in, letting the same problems happen again and Mm -hmm. again, the same mistakes going on again and again until, as you said, I hit rock bottom. And um, I saw what needed to be done so that, you know, pain like that could never be inflicted again. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, moved accordingly. But that was something I had to learn, how to forgive people, but Mm -hmm. never forget, never forget what they did. And that's the thing, because, like, I will say, I feel like God purposely did that to me because mm. <laughs> <laughs> he knew I wasn't coming unless that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> because it was, like, it's been so many situations that were similar to that. Mm. But it's, like, this one in particular, completely different. <laughs> I'm, like, wait a minute. So you did all this to get me here yeah. for prayer night? This ain't going to work. Yeah. But it's, like, every time that I've, like, been in those seasons, it was, like, I needed it because it was a message that had to be received in that moment. Mm. And it's like clearing every time that I went through something that was so drastic or like trauma based or anything like that, it's always been like a purpose behind it because I learned a lesson and it like cleared a room and then life got better. And it's like it hurts a lot at first for sure. But understanding that everything happens for a reason and that no matter what that I'm covered, it's like I'm at peace with like where I'm at in life. I'm at peace if I talk to people, if I don't. It's always going to hurt because, like I said, I care about people a lot. And it's like, why are people comfortable enough to treat me like that? And, like, why can't people care about me the same way I care about them? But it's, like, understanding that there's a reason behind it, whether I know what it is or not, that really, like, sets Mm -hmm. the tone. Yes. As I was saying, like, you're able, like, now, Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm uh, hearing correctly, like, you were able to see kind of the, um, the role you played in, like, this own pain. The role yeah. you play, the role you had in um, inflicting that pain, and mm-hmm. you saw like the steps that needed to be taken so that you know these people could stop inflicting that same pain on you, and mm-hmm. that's the level of accountability you had to take. Yeah. Like you had a role in your own suffering, and like that victim mentality. A lot of yeah. people don't want to see that. A lot of people don't want to accept that. Mm-hmm. And but, that's why I said I will say that there's probably been a lot of times too that I probably like made other people be overwhelmed with life or like um venting or like uh just situations as a whole i like can acknowledge that okay i'll take an apology and be like, okay and i'm sorry if i've ever put you in that position to feel like yeah. you needed to be isolated or like you didn't want to hang out or come out the room or stuff like that and it's like no taking that accountability too not even in the aspect of my own pain but like mm-hmm. other people's Somebody pain else's. that's yeah. also another thing that's important because i feel like it's easy for people to be like take take accountability for the pain that they self-inflict because like Mm -hmm. i said at the same time you're still making yourself the victim but you're like okay what happened Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day to take accountability for the pain that you cause Mm -hmm. other people that's that's what people need to work on in Uh the gener this generation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. no i agree i agree 
we have a lot of people that, as we were saying, like just avoid the confrontation, avoid the uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just bottling up so much stuff that doesn't need to be bottled up. And yeah. eventually, you know, it does explode. And this person, they never receive that like apology or kind of thing they need for their own healing. Mm -hmm. And because you kind of, the ego, you know, rises to the surface where you you think you can do no wrong. You yeah. think I can never hurt somebody like this. Like mm. I can never inflict such pain on another right. person. And like, or it's always a because. Mm -hmm. Well, I did this because from my perspective, or right. things like that. And it's like, right. no, yeah. you did it. So <laughs> and it, it hurt. So Period. you did it. Period. You did it, and uh -huh. it hurt. So uh -huh. this is what I'm telling you, and yes. we need to fix it. And it's like you don't always have to be like, oh well, I took it from th this way because I was under an impression of this. It's like I understand where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, I'm telling you, it hurt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. it hurt, and uh, I uh, the perspective like is very important to be able to see like not just from your perspective but another person that's the mm -hmm. empathy aspect like seeing yeah. seeing that um seeing how one's actions could hurt somebody else even yeah. if it's not intentional like just me being me just me being me may hurt you mm -hmm. and uh like if somebody voices that um i'm able to know like what what i need to do if i want to keep them in my life right mm -hmm. for sure mm -hmm. So, and it's like, like not only just accountability, but an important aspect of that is just change as a whole. Yeah. Like what you're doing to change it. And then on top of that, it's like how many times do you have to take accountability for the same situation? Uh, like how many times is it? Uh, how much? How many lessons do you need on mm -hmm. this same topic? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God gonna give you the same lesson until you learn it. Mm -hmm. Until you learn it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I want to thank you for hopping on this episode. We talked about some really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Some really good stuff. Uh, I thank you guys for listening. Um, Raya here, yeah. she she was an amazing guest. Thanks. I want to thank her for hopping on. Um, lastly, as I said in the beginning of the episode, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share the podcast as much as you can. This is the 10th episode right here, so we 10 episodes in. Um, thank you guys for listening. We have another episode coming next Friday. Um, so thank you guys once again, Ryan. Yes. If you have anything else you want to no. say, thanks for listening. Know. That's all. <laughs> and thank, thank you. Thank you guys. Bye. <laughs>